Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. We're talking about love and relationships as the culture is centering their attention around what they call Valentine's Day. It's becoming more of a day of, first of all, understand that you live in America. America sensationalizes everything. They make everything just larger than life. And it ain't even really, just to get your money. So all y'all about to buy some bears, chocolates, cars, apartment. You about to pay somebody rent. You about to to get somebody nails done. You about to get somebody a mani and a pedi. You about to go to Ruth Chris. (laughs) Woo, we going to Olive Garden tonight, baby. a way to have concentrated increase in our economy. Holidays have become ways to extort you and get your money. Become ways to increase finances in industries. Meaning we lose the true meaning of things uh, by reason of the sensationalized presentation of it. Valentine's Day is not really something that Christians hold dear to our heart. as something sacred that God wants us to uh, observe. However, we, some of us use this opportunity as a way to have concentrated, expressed, isolated, compartmentalized uh, love toward significant people in our lives. So we're trying to talk about relationships because I always say that he says, the greatest commandment is that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. I always see the cross when he says that, right? So love God, that's a vertical relationship, and love your neighbor as yourself, that's a horizontal relationship. Most of us come here for the vertical relationship establishment. Like, oh, I need to know a little more about God. Oh, da, 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 da. Sometimes you bring your people like, we need Jesus, come on. So, <laughs> so sometimes it's horizontal as well. Uh, I think we do ourselves a disservice when we leave this out of this. I think we feel like we got this. We just need help with this. I just need to pray more. I need to know how to hear his voice. But I got my relationships. I know how to. mm -mm. If you knew how to handle your relationships, you would have went on the prom with somebody else. That's a joke. Y'all look back at your prom date like, what was I thinking? (laughs) With that bang and that cummerbund. Well, my wife brought up a a, a very good point as we talk all the time at the house. And again, it's good to see so many young people. Now I notice y'all, after last week, it was such an amazing response from you all. Give it up for all our soldiers in here, 20 and under. 21 and under. I love y'all. I've been convicted since last week. We got to... Right, you too. <laughs> We're going to do some special things just concentrated on you guys because now is your time. 
The Lord arrested me and said, nah, they're not next, they're now. They're right now. My wife was sharing something with me, with us, and she said how the Bible is for singles. It's for singles. It's for individuals. There's not many scriptures on marriage. You get the concept of marriage, you get the principles of marriage, but there's not many instruction directly on marriage. Because marriage is not a thing. It's two single individuals. So if we're all obeying the word, we can have a healthy marriage or relationship, period. Friendship, besties, business relationship, uh, business partners, uh, any relationship you have. Strangers, it teaches you how to deal with strangers. Teach you how to handle enemies. The Bible teaches you how to relate to other humans. So why is marriage exempt? We make marriage a thing like, now I'm something else. I'm not a man, I'm a husband. <laughs> a husband is an individual that needs the word of God. So the scriptures that apply to you as an individual apply to you in relationships. How can you judge your brother who has dust in their eye and you got a whole wooden tree in your eye? That's what the Bible says. It says, first, get the plank out of your eye. Look at your neighbor and say, get the plank out of here. <laughs> get the big board out of your eye so you can see clearly the dust that's in your neighbor's eye. That's just not when you're single. That's for your spouse as well. I know your spouse has issues, but you got a tree coming out of your eye too. Take care of your tree. Never mind. The Bible says so you can see clearly the dust that's in their eye. You can't even see your spouse issue clearly because you got so many of your own. It's quite early and I love it. You can't see your best friend's issues clearly because you got trees coming out of your eye. So the scriptures apply. If your brother be overtaken in a fault, if your spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of meekness considering yourself so if somebody falls restore them understanding that it could be you that's the bible not condemned them see i knew it you wasn't worth nothing when i first met you i knew no if your spiritual restore them spouse or co-worker. <laughs> Friend, somebody you're close to, or a stranger. Come on, we saw the good Samaritan. Restore them if they fall. If you're so right and they're so wrong, you should have enough right to lift them out of their wrong. Come on, y'all. How you ain't got no grace for your spouse? But the scriptures apply to your kids. Don't beat them. She ain't no. Oh. There is grace in you somewhere. You just don't have it for me. So 
Well, if your bestie do you wrong, she ain't mean it. She know me. She know I. We've been together since the college. We, we AKA. We, I, I don't even know what the stuff is. I'm Kingdom University. I'm Live University. I don't know nothing about the other sororities. <laughs> she my sorority sister. Whatever that is. I don't know. So you got so much grace for others, but not for those closest to you. And the reason why you don't have grace for people closest to you is not because you don't love them, but it's because your expectations and your hopes are so high. And I hope I marry somebody perfect for me. And don't move. So you want to be imperfect and expect... Never mind. Whoever you cool with to be perfect. The Bible says, many are the wounds of a friend. Your friend always going to hurt you. Not on purpose, but they're human. I don't care if you had a... <laughs> A little baby concert, you bow, you're going to hit you. I'm sorry, it's okay. It's because we're so close, I can easily hurt you. But I'm not trying to hurt you. So if we're on the same team, you shouldn't be so offended as if I'm against you. High five your neighbor and say, we're on the same team, man, chill. Now, if you're not on the same team, that's a different story. But you got to understand when you marry somebody or when you go into business with somebody or when you become a best friend with somebody, you're marrying a sinner saved by grace. There's a book called When Sinners Say I Do. Get it. Single, married, thinking, just get it. You're marrying a sinner in the process of salvation while you are a sinner in the process of salvation. So there's going to be moments where your sin peaks and you hope they got grace for it. But you got to understand that theirs going to peak too. And just because you sin don't mean it's against me. How do you handle conflict without the context of marriage? You learn this as a young, let me, let me move it quickly because I'm going to teach y'all some things today. The subject today is what kind of love is this? What kind of love is this? So the scriptures apply to couples, business relationships, everything if you're a believer. If you're a believer, the scripture applies to you as an individual. I am instructed and commanded to love. Right? The fruit of the spirit is love. Joy. Peace, kindness, gentleness. Why are you not kind to your spouse? Not because you're married, you should be kind, because you're a believer. That should be the fruit. Oh, it's quiet to my left. Can I come over here with y'all? Joy. He made me so mad today. As a believer, you're supposed to have joy. So how can you protect that even in the context of marriage with somebody who's tampering with your joy? How can I keep my joy? 
Because that's regardless. How can I keep my joy when my boss get on my nerves? How can I keep my joy when somebody cuts me off? When things happen, my responsibility is to protect the joy. Oh, y'all quiet. Married or not, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Married or not, long-suffering, long-suffering, long it's quiet, long-suffering. It's easier to have long-suffering with someone you see every once in a while, but when they're in your face every day because you married, you really got to practice long suffering <laughs> that's your responsibility as a believer not as a spouse it ain't no scriptures for the married people the whole bible is for married people I am this is all expected fruit from believers and it doesn't change when you're married. Everybody say, I'm the manager of my life. Of my say it again, I'm the manager of my life. Adam was married to Eve and God still said, Adam, what you do? He didn't say, Adam, what y'all do? Adam, what's up with you, bro? I know you're married, I know, you know, she made you eat. Why you do it? Because you have an individual responsibility to me. Oh, it's still quiet to my left. Let me get... Babe, don't scream too loud. Just wave your hand like you're doing. I see you, love. I don't care what she did. She made me mad. He got on my nerves. You have an individual responsibility as a believer to me. You don't get a pass because you married and somebody got on your nerve that's in close proximity. If you commit to the word and she commit to the word and he commit to the word and we commit to the word, we'll be all right. But we're all fighting to not be done dirty. We're all fighting each other for justice immediately. Like, <laughs> nah, he needs to apologize. Or I'm not. Wait, sometimes you got to learn to accept the apology you never got. You need to walk up to some people and be like, I forgive you. What you talking about? It's okay. I forgive you. Uh, so what you want to... <laughs> Take them out to eat. Like, what you want? Some pizza? Yeah, I forgive you. Uh, let's get some pepperoni. You ain't got to apologize. I know you owe me one. So I accept it. So I can forgive and move forward. Because as long as I arrest you to offense, I don't move forward. And I'm not going to be stuck in 2020 waiting on you to get your mind together. Come on, man. Married or not. Relationship or not. Booed up or not. I got a responsibility to God. And if I ignore or diminish my responsibility to him, I forfeit his blessing in my relationship. I'm going to say it again. Woo. That made me run a little bit. If I deny my responsibility and accountability to him, I forfeit his blessing in the relationship I need him in. Oh, that's good, right? So, <laughs> what am 
I talking about? He said, Adam, where are you? Adam, still, the woman you gave me, she, she, I got you, God. What happened? No, you. And people are not ready for real relationships because they're not ready for accountability. Oh, it got quiet. <laughs> y'all quiet. Y'all quiet. You don't want nobody checking you. Where were you at? What time you going to be home? Girl, I'm grown. You ain't ready for real love because you ain't ready for accountability. They not trying to check you. I need security and I need trust. So be home when you say you're going to be home. Be where you say you're going to be. Go where you say you're going to go and get back when you say you're coming back. Woo, I got to... Where are you, Adam? God did. You got to be accountable for where you... Oh, man. Real love deserves accountability. Y'all ain't ready for me today. They're not trying to control you unless they're trying to control you. They're not trying to check you unless they're trying to check you. I don't know them. I'm saying overall, real love requires... And deserves accountability accountability is the only way you're gonna breed trust and security now I feel safe being your friend because you do what you say you go where you say you're gonna go you come back you're on time you're accountability relationships don't work because people are not accountable I can't depend on you it ain't that you ugly you cute but you, you're not accountable, so I can't trust this. And the first person that holds you accountable is not a, a girl or a guy, it's God. So if you can't be accountable to him and be where you're supposed to be and pray when you're supposed to pray and give what you're supposed to give, if you can't be accountable to God, leave her alone. Leave him alone. Find you somebody that's accountable to God. Find somebody that say, I'll call you back, I'm praying. That's what I like. Y'all quiet. Where, where y'all at this morning? Find somebody, I got you, babe. Give me five minutes. God is talking to me. Give me. Ah, I need relationships that like that. Because if you respect and honor and you're accountable to God, I'm safe. We could. Go ahead and pray, boo. Call me tomorrow. I'm good. Call me tomorrow. Pray all day. I'm good. Because when you get that word from God, we're going to be better. When you get that word from God, we're going higher. I can't be with nobody that can't hear God. I don't need you to hear me all the time. I need you to hear him. Because he will help you understand me. Or live if you don't talk to God and you always talk to me we can fuss and fight but when you talk to God he'll interpret me to you Help! y'all with me can I have a towel I'm sweating on camera who told me to wear this hot turtleneck anyway these tweed pants with no ventilation at all. Thank you, daughter. 
culture sensationalizes everything. So my wife told me, she said, hey, we invest more in weddings than marriages. <laughs> she said, we spend money, we borrow money. I need a loan for my cake. The cake is going to be like this bit. You'll ask family for money for the wedding. That's an hour. But the marriage, that's a lifestyle. You won't even borrow wisdom. Okay, never mind. All you want is a big marriage. A big wedding, I'm sorry. And a small marriage. Never mind. That's, that's, that's Pastor Tate. That's, I told you, that's her. So you had a huge wedding. You invested, you spent months. You planned, you got the colors, you got all the girls, y'all got everybody in ponytails. Everybody, everybody. Okay, okay, okay. Y'all ready? All right, all right. You making sure all that's straight, but you will make sure your house is in order. Uh oh. You make sure everybody got the pearls and the ponytail, but you don't make sure your house is in order. And them, oh gosh, and them bills are paid, and then laundry is done, and them dishes is clean, and them cars is, never mind. We talk about life, we ain't talk about no wedding. Some of y'all need to save all that wedding money, go out in the middle of the street and say, I do, and go back home. a huge wedding you go home broke now your first argument is over the first month bills what's the I don't need no big wedding I want a big marriage I want a big family I want to build a big empire I want to build something big Ladies, don't get tricked by this culture. Most men don't care about weddings like that. Most men. Most men. I, and you're like, but my husband, okay, he's one in a thousand something. Most men don't care about no big weddings. Most women have to have. Uh-uh, I don't wait it all these, I don't know, you waiting to reward yourself. I don't wait it all these years. I don't invite people. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Your reward should be the marriage, not the wedding. Save that money, yo. Unless you got it like that, go ahead and enjoy. But you know you don't, and you just want to floss and post. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. T. Man, <laughs> post your rings on your coffee table at home arm wrestling. I don't care. Trying to keep up with the Kardashians. Putting yourself into debt, financially, emotionally, spiritual debt. Because you got to have a grandiose. Let, let me show you, that's sensationalized. Let me tell you what the real scripture says, right? You know, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. Wow, the blessed quietness. First of all, if you can't find a man you can submit to, why marry him? 
I'm looking at all the ladies' faces. Submit to him, please. He ain't got no. So why are you with him? You can't afford to suck your teeth at somebody you with. <laughs> that's yeah, never mind. That's a reflection of you, boo. Matter of fact, you two times. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. You two times foolish to be with somebody you know ain't got vision. That means you only want a sugar daddy. Oh God, let's talk about this for a second. Most women in culture, not in this church at all. Most women in culture are looking for a man that can take care of them. <laughs> they got quiet, ain't that what you're supposed to do? No, he's supposed to love you enough to want to take care of you. Be the kind of woman he cannot live without giving to. Every time I see him, he's giving me something. I don't know what's up with him. He loves me. That's what kind of woman you should be. And you don't need sex to do it. Oh, let me get out of here. So thank you all for coming. God bless you. I'll see you next week. You close your legs, you open his heart. Some of y'all use your body because you ain't got no intellect. You, oh God, let me stop talking about y'all. You ain't got nothing else but hips and lips. Girl, I, you can even stand like, boy, are you crazy? I got an anointing on my life. I got power on my life. I can pray you out of depression. Don't play with me. I'm more than hips and lips. Every woman in here scream, I'm more than that! And fellas, you are more than a bank. You ain't gotta buy her an apartment to prove that you're a good man. You walk in authority. God gave you dominion. Use your power! Every man say, I got power! use my private parts to direct this relationship. I use my private prayer life. I use my private consecration. I use my secret place. We ain't gonna have dysfunctional relationships that live. If we do, it's going to be your choice because I'm going to teach just like this. And y'all lucky my wife ain't got the mic because the whole place would be shut it down, down it. So take this as grace. We ain't playing because the devil ain't playing. Please. Putting pressure on everybody. We got, we got ultimatums after the sixth date. Yeah. I'm guessing. Ain't nobody tell me nothing. We've been out about six times now, and I'm feeling like I'm ready to take our relationship to the next level. 
you want to go get a grant, a grant from the city to start a business? That's what you want to do? That's the next level for us, brother. You know what I mean? If you ain't, if you ain't trying to, you know what I'm saying? If you ain't trying to. I'm going to go ahead and slide then. Well, baby, let me put the oil on the ramp for you. Go ahead and Somebody scream, slide! You ain't about to put pressure on me to give you access that you did not earn to keep you in my life. I'm not that thirsty and I don't need you that bad. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. You cannot threaten me. I got what I need before you got here. Get out of my face. Please. Seven billion people on this earth and you talking about you going... Walk around with oil, y'all. When they say that, just pour oil. Go ahead and slide. Come on, y'all. Don't be that thirsty, ladies. I ain't just talking about guys putting pressure on ladies. Y'all, y'all too. Don't act like guys the only one that wants sex. So please, yo, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of posture is that? It's worldly. It's cultural. Because you hear stories from other 14-year-olds that's having sex by the second date. And you're like, oh, word. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Quincy was like that. All right, let me, let me talk to Clarence then and see what he's talking about. Now you got pressure because you heard that your friends are having sex. You didn't encourage them to do it God's way. Never mind. So now you got pressure in your relationship. Now you texting somebody like, hey, so when we going, hey, where this come from? I thought we was doing this God's way. Let's talk about it. I didn't even get to a scripture yet. Satan's giving them ultimatums. Like you ain't got a good man in front of you. Like you ain't got a good woman sitting across the table. Like a dinner ain't enough. Like a great conversation ain't enough. Like trying to build a good friendship is not enough. Ain't enough these days. And I love when you operate with restraints. You say, no, nah, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing it. Then you get the real them. <laughs> it's quiet. You don't get real commitment when you give it up too early. You get real commitment when you hold out and do it God's way. Because then you see what they're all about. Visitors, I'm sorry. Come back next week. We'll talk about joy of the Lord.
Look at this, fellas. Check this out. It says, husbands, love your wives. Right? Even as Christ also loved the church. I wish it stopped there, but it didn't. And gave himself for it. So I'm going to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loves himself. For no man ever hate his own flesh, but you nourish it and cherish it, even as the Lord nourishes and cherishes the church. You loving your wife is a reflection of you loving your own self. This is married couples now. I ain't talking about dating couples. But the dating or singles need to understand what you're about to step into. So all men, I'm talking to y'all today. Love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for it. That part. You got to be willing to give up you for who you love. Matter of fact, love always gives. For God so loved the world that he gave. The proof that you love something is what you give to it. Man, this is gooder than I thought. The proof that you love something is not what you get from it. I love her. When she, she rubbed my elbow and she, I love her. She just stroked my hair. She, I love her. She gave me food. I love her. No. You don't love her. A robot can do that. Your love is proven by who and what you give to. So if the person doesn't give to you, I question if they love you. Ooh, I didn't know it was going to get this quiet this soon. Let's get down a couple of verses. While I'm on this subject, we talked about Samson, how he beat a thousand men with the jawbone of an ass. And then right after that, he went to Gaza or Gaza and he saw a harlot there and went into her. Right after that, he had sex with the hooker. This is just flat out. Excuse me, y'all ain't no children's church today? I'm sorry. After that, he was intimate with the prostitute. <laughs> so this is not love. This is lust right here. Let me just explain this and we move it. Love is the essence of what makes someone act on behalf of another or in another's best interest. Love is the essence of what makes someone act on behalf of another or in another's best interest. So if I love you, I'm postured towards what's best for you. If I lust you, I'm postured towards what I want. When I love you, I'm set on what's best for you. When I lust you, I'm set on what I want. I'm willing to do the movies one or two times as long as it's leading to what I want. I'm willing to do all this talk as long as it's leading to what I want. Oh, man. I love how quiet. It's okay. It's okay. Love always gives. You pr so other than that, you're just using people for what you want. 
You're either using someone for physical pleasure, using them for how they make you feel, using them. We are accustomed to using people and not loving them. Uh, you, this is what the Lord told me. He said, tell them, you prove you're not using somebody when you serve them. Ooh. <laughs> I know you're not just using me when you serve me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> Come on, y'all. What have you done? Many of our relationships are out of order. Let's go to the second slide. We talked about how God created the heaven and the earth, and then there was void. Chaos hit the land in verse number two, the second slide. Chaos hit the land in verse number two. You can't even see it all on here. And I got it all up there like that on purpose. So chaos hits your life and you want a blessing. Let me end this soon. And the Bible says it. You can't even see it. <laughs> but verse 22 says, and he blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply. Chaos hit in verse 2. Blessing didn't come until verse 22. I said this Wednesday night, but I'm going to say it again. He was waiting 20 verses not to bless you. God is not stingy. He's not holding out. But he was putting things in order. God will not bless what is out of order. Uh-oh. If your relationship is out of order, do not expect the blessings of God. If you're not doing your relationship God's way, do not expect his blessing. If your business is not God's way, don't expect him to bless it. If your marriage was not God's way, don't expect him to bless it. He establishes his order first and then he blesses what he puts in order. Go after order, not blessings. Because blessings follow order. Somebody scream order in the court, order in the court. When you do it God's way, he's obligated to sustain it and to take care of it. So Samson is not doing things God's way. He's sleeping with whoever's around. He didn't even know the prostitute. He just went to a city and saw her. He was like, oh. And he went into it, didn't know her. But he satisfied his lust with the stranger because it was all about the lust. You cannot afford to have just lust connections. You need a love connection. All right, let me. Y'all got me sweating. I don't know if it's the turtleneck or y'all spirit. Are y'all receiving this today? Y'all got about 10 more minutes in you? Holy Ghost minutes. So, <laughs> after that, it came to pass afterwards that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek whose name was Delilah. So after the prostitute, he goes to a woman that he loves. After his lust is fulfilled, now he goes to the woman that he loves. Whose name is Delilah? Delilah's name means feeble. It means delicate and physically weak. It means frail, lacking in volume, loudness, or brightness. Samson's name means the sun, or like the sun, bright. Delilah 
means lacking brightness. Samson was anointed to have strength. Delilah's name means weak. Oh, are y'all hearing what I'm saying this morning? Why would a man of strength be in love with weakness? Why do we love what makes us weak? Y'all not ready. Why? Why are we so attracted to what we know will sift the power and the presence of God in our life? Why are we addicted to things that make us weak? And we repel and uh, we're against things we know. You don't want to pray, but if you, oh, you don't want to sit in the presence of God, but you'll sit on FaceTime for hours, not saying a word. I'm about to drop the mic on that. Boom. Just got the FaceTime on the ceiling, just breathing. Just. Huh, 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 huh. I thought you said, I ain't say no, I thought you said, I thought you said, I ain't say no, I thought you said, I ain't say no, I thought you But can't sit in the presence of God without checking your text messages or without falling asleep or without, are we out of our, oh gosh. Who do you love? What do you love? And why do you love the things that weaken you? But you want the strength of God, it's foolish. We're moths attracted to flames. We got this little thing on our porch, that little glow light, whatever. Whatever. It attracts bugs and kills them. The little blue light thing. So when we out on our porch chilling, me and my wife, we just hear. Yeah, baby, I don't. But I felt like. I'm like, why are they? But that's like Satan. Since I know y'all going to be drawn to this. I will lead you to your own demise. Just give them a little pleasure. Give them something that will make their eyes and they'll, they'll go to their own death. And slowly but surely, that's what we're doing in our relationships. We're headed towards our own death. And I don't mean physically, I mean death to your faith, death to your hope, death to your dreams. Because you're ignoring your dreams being consumed by another person. Let me, let me get this going. So he said he loved Delilah. and never said Delilah loved him. Stop loving alone. Yep. Stop. You got a secret place God is speaking to you. You know you invest way more than they invest into you. You know you over care for them and they could hardly care less about you. He crazy now. He's he from the streets, so he don't know how to do No! You love it, and it's lopsided. It's not. Okay. It's a one-way love. It's foolish. Ladies, stop it. Men, stop it. They have demonstrated they don't want you. Some of them told you they don't want you. I'll get him. I'll get him. You still making his plate and you still coming through for him and you still giving her a ride and you chill. Let him slide. Stop loving alone. Because if they don't love you back, you don't know who you're loving. Because he loves somebody that was trying to kill him. 
They said Delilah. So the enemy of Samson partnered with who he loved. Because she didn't love him anyway. So the enemy can partner with your boo if you if they don't love. Never mind. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Ask him where his strength is. We're trying to kill him. How come Delilah? Where your strength at, baby? Where you where? listening to the enemy, but not listening to the one that loves her because she don't love him. Are y'all hearing me? Because we often put people in categories we hope they become instead of what they're actually in. Uh, uh, did y'all hear, understand what I said? We put people in categories we hope they become instead of what they actually are because of our hopes and our desires. I want him to be the one so bad I only see him as the one. And he's definitely the 100. But I'm ignoring what I know about him and I'm going to put him in a category of a possible because I want it that bad. And what you don't understand is you're exposing that you don't care about him either. You just want what you want. Never mind, y'all. You just want a husband. You don't want him. Be careful if you just want a spouse or just want a husband or just want to be married. Because you just might get that. Befriend somebody. Be cool with somebody. And then I love fall in love now. I never like falling in love, but I like the term fall in love now. Because that means that wasn't the plan. We just cool. We just friends. What happened to friends? Now it's just bad buddies. Never mind, man. So you often see people how you want to see them based on your desires instead of how they really are. It's called the ecstasy stage. Different stages of relationship. Ecstasy stage. Where you're the stage of newness and where you love the idea of someone but you really don't know them yet. You're excited about your idea and your assumption of them. And you say, well, I love him. I love, no, you're just ecstasy stage. You're just excited of what he could be or what she could be. But you don't love her yet. Let's talk about some things. Let me get y'all out of here because y'all, I mean, it's the ecstasy stage, the imperfection stage where you recognize their imperfections. It's the challenge stage. It's all these stages. I ain't gonna go into it right now. Next scripture says, she kept pressing him daily with her words. And finally, he said, if you cut my hair, I lose my strength. It came to pass when she pressed him daily, not with her body, but with her words. Mm. They cut his hair. He lost his strength. They blinded him and they arrested him and he became a slave. He was so blinded by his desire that he literally lost his vision. He was so blinded by his desire that he literally lost his vision. I got two dogs at home. I had two dogs. One girl, one boy. Charlie is the girl. Louie is the boy. We let Charlie and Louie mate last year. Gave us wonderful puppies. Sold them. Gave them to people. Hallelujah. We're thinking about starting a little business. Charlie is just so wild. 
he just barks and barks and barks or whatever. And we were trying to figure out since we just moved, when we gonna let him breed again? So I guess Charlie started giving off her little scent because Louie is going crazy. So I guess Charlie's like, <laughs> Charlie switching and Louie like, ooh, rah, 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 rah. So, <laughs> so Louie is going crazy. We're trying to keep him apart. Louie scratching on the door. Rah, 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 rah. Charlie like, I don't know what's wrong with him. He crazy. Now, Charlie is wild. She's a girl. She go crazy. She, he, this is the only time she chilling when she give off that scent. You don't even hear her barking. She's just like, he crazy. <laughs> and Louie going crazy. <laughs> we like, Louie, stop. Louie, stop. Get over here, Louie. Get over Hey, hey. We using all the bass we got, all the training we got. It ain't working. Louie like, y'all don't understand what I smell. She ready for me. Louie ran after her, we took her, put her in a locked room away. Louie jumps off something, bam, hits his head. Ladies and gentlemen, this was last Sunday. We came home from church and Louie's eye was hanging out of his socket. I need y'all to act the same way when I talk about Jesus dying on Easter. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. He hung his head. For me, he died. Thank you. We took Louis to the vet. They had his eye like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this. It wasn't this low, but I like exaggerating. Let's try to, oh God, let's put it back. I'm sorry, Trivis, we're going to have to amputate. His, his eye. Louis is now eyeless. I call him Pirate Louis now. He was so blinded by desire. He literally lost his vision. Don't be so thirsty you lose an eye. Don't look so hard you lose vision. Don't focus so hard on your desire that you lose goals. You're wasting time in DMs. You're wasting time in inboxes. You're wasting time texting and Snapchatting because your eye, you're just scratching at the wall of what you want so bad that you don't know time is passing. You could be fulfilling vision and dreams and purpose in your life. But you're so arrested by lust and cravings that you're literally going to be you're going to have an eye hanging. Now he's handicapped the rest of his life. Samson got his strength back, but not his eyes. You can get your anointing back, but don't lose something you can't get back. I'm talking. 
You can mess around and lose something you can't get back because you're so thirsty. All right, I got to. We're going to talk about this next week. Well, no, I want to talk about something else next week because it's All-Star Week and we got a special service for that. So maybe we'll go back to this. But let me just show you really quick what I'm going to talk about next week. It's Eros, four different kind of loves. Okay? Quickly put it on the screen. The first one is Eros. I'm going to let you go. Eros is a love felt particularly within the body. Trembling, excitement, elation, joy. Eros love is physical. Oh, she look good. Oh, my God, he fine. Oh, I like, oh, I love him. You know, that's Idris. You don't know him. You just love how he look. Oh my God, I love her. That's Nicki Minaj. You don't know her. You just love how she looked. That's eros. That's physical, carnal love. So there's different love. So that's why I said, what kind of love is this? Is the sermon. What kind of love is this? Because you're just saying you love things and people, but that's just the physical love. Oh, I just love him. You just love his build. You just love her. So it's not always real love. We'll talk about that. Phileo is the next one. That's, it's, it's love and affection towards friendship, basically. It's the love you have for a friend. And that love, they say, is strengthened and fortified as your friend elevates and succeeds. So that phileo love increases when your friend succeeds. <laughs> you know your friend loves you, not when you're down. See, and we give loyalty to people when we're down. They was there, but I ain't have nothing. It's easy to be there for somebody when they ain't got nothing because you become everything. Most people are selfish when they help you when they down because they want to be your whole focus. But real phileo lovers, when you making it and when you winning, I'm your cheerleader. Let's go. We got a member here. His name is Mo. He got a song on the NBA 2K, 2K, the game. I can't wait to play the game just to hear his song. He's winning and I'm happy about it. Look at your neighbor and say, I want to see you winning. Come on, I don't just love you because you support me when I'm winning. I love you when you're winning. That's real phileo love. Do y'all got love like that? We'll talk about this a little more. Here's one more. Storge, 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 storge. It's family love. It's love you get from family. My mom, I love my mom, my cousin, my sister, my brother. But they also say, uh-oh, that this kind of love is natural, it's carnal, but it's powerful enough to be a hindrance to spiritual growth. Talk about that. You know how y'all love being loyal? You can be loyal to a fault. And the last love, of course, is agape. Everybody standing. Was anybody blessed by the word today? The enemy uses relationships to cloud vision, to blind us. And he uses relationships to be the priority of our heart. So it's challenging to connect with God. So if your relationships are so out of whack, it's just hard to receive the relationship with God my goal today is to break the chains hallelujah of the enemy perverting what relationships are supposed to be so we can have freedom 
and the blessings of the Lord in our relationships. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.